we're in Boston, Massachusetts, in glorious New England. Uh, back home, Moncom again, and uh, we couldn't possibly miss Tuesday's travel, so I caught up with him uh, before I left. And as usual, Moncom, welcome to the programme. Thank you so much, George. Uh, you're not in no, you don't know a lot about New England. I do not. I've never been there to my shame. I've been there so many times. Maybe we should do a programme with me presenting it. <laughs> or just bring me out with you for once <laughs> in your life. You're constantly telling them where you've been and I'm stuck at home. Right, but where are we going now? I want to go and look at one of the Canary Islands. We've been to the Canary Islands before. Have we done two of the Canary Islands? I think we've done Tenerife. How and many we've of done, them are there? Uh, the six, maybe seven. Seven oh, islands, really? in fact, yeah. Um, and the thing is, I and we still haven't done my favourite Caminhari Island, which is La Gomera. And again, it's one that people don't know about. But the one I'm going to do today, El Hierro, no one knows whatever about. So I was there. How did you pronounce it? By mistake. It's what brought me there. El Hierro. I'll spell it. E-L. Yeah. And the one word, L. And then Hierro. H-I-E-R-R-O. All right. El Hierro is what it looks like. Okay. And the thing is, it looks like basically Napoleon's hat standing up outside of out, out of the Atlantic. It is... Uh, it's a tiny rock, like it's 270 square kilometres. So it's a fraction of the size of the other Canaries. And it gets more rain than the other Canaries, which is why, you know, there isn't a mass tourism. In fact, no foreign tourists go there and people don't speak English there. <laughs> what a what? No tourists there and we're doing Tuesday travel. It's the best Canary. It's the best, one of the best spots in the world to go to. Yeah, it, it, it kills me to even have to reveal it to people. The Canarians go on holiday there. So ah. It's so good that they know they don't want any other people to know about it. So the thing is, it is so remote that when they had problems, economic problems, they didn't go back to the mainland in Spain. In fact, they knew the mainland in Spain didn't give a damn about them. They used to go to Argentina. Argentina. So who's they? Uh, they're now? Not the, sorry, not Argentina. They used to go to Venezuela. Right. Uh, these are the still uh, far away. Yeah, the the uh, as they call it, the uh, Herreños, the people of of, uh, of El Hierro. Yeah. yeah, and so. These people still live in traditional ways. Oh, a lot of them don't use money, okay? So they will barter if they possibly can. They, so they grow their vegetables, they do a bit of fishing, they rear a few cattle or a few sheep, a few goats in the mountains. And when they, they have wine and they, they make cheese and they, they, grow, they, they make wine, but when they're collecting the, the, the grapes, they just the island will come together and collect it, no money will be exchanged, and then people will get a few bottles at the end. Okay, so they realised that they were totally abandoned. They weren't getting any help from tourism and that Spain didn't give a damn about them because they weren't making great profits. So in the 80s, they started saying, we're going to create our own energy because you're not even going to guarantee us oil and things. We don't have the money to pay for oil. So they started putting up windmills Okay, then clearly, like a lot of like 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 people did in the Iron Islands, or like Charlie Hahi tried to do in Inishvikalan, um, but they just the, the technology wasn't there, and they weren't getting support. So come the last ten years, where suddenly the EU is really interested about creating places that are you know very ecological. This plan, you know, they have the Iron Islands. They're trying to make it totally eco, and they're putting electric cars. So when they saw there was an entire island of Spain who was willing to go e- e- environmental, they encouraged them. They are now getting a hundred percent. They're 100% self-sufficient in terms of, of energy. They have windmills, but when the wind doesn't go, they pump the water up into an old volcano and pump, bring it down again. And they have electric charging stations everywhere. So they're going to get attention now as this being this incredible, sustainable place. But the reason you're going there is its beauty, okay? It's this sheer rock, this volcanic mass. All the Canary Islands are, they're, a mount, they're the tips of a mountain range under the sea of, of volcanics spewing up. And the El Hierro is still being made. So in 2011, there was another volcanic eruption. 
um, of more spewing of magma and lava all over the over the land. So it is a landscape that is totally raw. Like it looks like um, some bits of it look like soft oatmeal, like crumbling bits of volcanic. Other are like like toffee, like toffee that has just been melted and shaped into weird shapes. Now you, this is where you want me to go. For okay, no. So there is that black darkness, but there is also amazing forests. Okay. There's, yeah. Oh, we're not back trees. <laughs> we trees last week. Okay, okay. Um, More trees. God yeah. above. Go on. So what I want you to do is uh, like you're gonna. It's hard. It's slightly hard to get there. It's it's so <laughs> you're not gonna bother. But let's say when you're in Tenerife, how do you get there? You go two ways. You either get to Tenerife first, which is you know so easy with Ryanair or yeah. with Aer Lingus, and then you either take a ferry, okay. uh, so a few hours uh, around to to to, to El Hierro, or you can fly with uh, Bintas Canarias with the local Canarian airline. Also, this is like a ten or twelve seater or something, is it? Uh, well, it depends. Yeah, I mean, it can be a thirty-five seater. Yeah, okay. it depends if there's a, if there's a, if there's a and and it whizzes across to the island exactly yeah and so along the whole southern stretch of it is this El Pinar it's a pine forest and again it's a dense pine forest has grown up through the volcanic lava and I love they cut a lovely trails and walkways through it so they've now it leads all the way up to as I said this is a very traditional island okay so you know that Catholic tradition is still really strong so it goes up to a hermitage and you know the way you'll find all over Spain have hermitages that are being abandoned now but this is still the sacred spot of the island the Ermitza de Nuestra Señora de los Reyes of the Virgin of the of the Reyes um, there's, she's just a little doll in top of a gold box okay a glass box on top of the mountain but the reason is once every four years they take her out of the box the whole island gathers together and every El Hierro person who has gone away to work in Venezuela or in America on the mainland and Spain, which they call the peninsula. Um, they all come back, okay? They take the, the Virgin Mary out, the the sculpt, the, 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 the doll, and dance, dance with her the entire way down to the capital, to Valverde. Like they they dance, it's like an 18, 18 mile meander up and down the highest mountains, the peak of the mountain. And it's hap- every four years, okay? It's happening next July. Go 2017. Away. Yeah, you got to go to this. Like, this is one of these traditions. 2017 or 2016? 17. Yeah. All right. So, I'm, I'm just giving you giving you warning. I presume right. you've already <laughs> thought about your holiday this year. All right. But they get to a Valverde. There's a lot of drinking, a lot of celebrating, a lot of dancing. And then they go to bring her, bring the doll, to every parish on the mainland. It's just chaotic. Oh, sorry, uh, on the island. All walking and, and, and making fair, fun fair. So, tourists... Uh, there's 10,000 people on the island. They might get maximum 20,000 tourists, uh, you know, whereas the Canaries themselves would quadruple their tourists, the other big Canarians. Um, now, as I say, the volcanic eruption really fear, put the fear of God in people in 2011. But they've, cat- they've, they've sort of um, jumped on this wagon by creating a new Centro Volcanico, so, uh, or Vulcanogi- Vulcanologio, basically, uh, into volcanology, a centre into volcanology, which looks in huge, sort of dramatic, um, interpretive computer screens and big... Uh, video, visual aids and audio sounds recreates a volcano. So you're seeing first how the magma rises up through the spews through the through the through the Earth's crust, and then you walk along the brand new lava fields, and then you basically go into a surround sound uh, cinema and be be exploded by it. But it's interesting because the, from the moment you set foot on the island, all you're seeing is that you're on black crystalline graphic soil. So to actually experience to get an understanding of uh, of how it's made and what's happening, it's worth going to that that center. The other thing, there is one tiny tourist hub. So as I say, most of the places, like when you're eating, you know the way when you go to eat in the south of Spain or in the Canaries, you're eating 
typical paella or, or yeah. this big Spanish salads and the fish. In here, you're eating whatever the local people are eating. So Which is a volcanic mass. <laughs> no, no. As I say, they're, cre- they're growing in tiny little plots of land, their own peppers, their own tomatoes, their own pumpkins, with seeds that someone would have brought back, a cousin who went to Venezuela. Like, it's very traditional. It's, very, it's pure farm to table. Everyone, whatever meal you get, you'll know the farmer who's created your food. Okay, But the number one, like, restaurant is called... Gauchinche Frontera. It's basically three tables in the lean-to of a farmyard. Okay? This is, this is the top restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And you're selling this to me. Is that not special to you? This, you and I, there's a, that, that chasm between you and me there is, is no. growing. I'm going to bring you Weekly. on. Gonna, Weekly. If you, if you stay with me for one other moment, I'm going to bring you on to a parador. You know, the paradors are the luxury, the blue list um sort of the Blue Guide Hotels of Spain. And there yes. is a Parador on this island. Yeah. So just give me, let me do two more things and I'll bring you on to the Parador. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, like, it's like tempting you with lollipops or something. Okay. Gauchinche Frontera, the best restaurant with the three tables. Tables in the lean-to <laughs> on the farm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, like on the menu could be a dish like queso y tomate, um, which will be just... Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that simplicity, though. I've lost you entirely. Oh, dear God. Yeah. yeah. The, okay. the second best restaurant is Jao Pira, where it's That's a, got two tables in the league. <laughs> it's a Venezuelan woman, and she's just doing whatever she learned. So it's like, no, it's, it's uh, cachapes, which are stuffed corn pancakes filled yeah, with cheese and carne fiesta. But she's just a Venezuelan woman. You come along and say, how are you, missus? And you get your dinner sorted. Yeah, so it? like, you know, this was known... Eliera was known as the end of the world until Columbus comes along with his crew, with his frightened crew, thinking they're reaching the end of the world, and then they sail past Eliero. So it was called the end of the world. Oh, yeah. his, obviously, his crew was petrified. So really, this is absolute wilderness, you know, and that's why they're looking to Venezuela. They're looking to the new world. So to get a sense of that, like GMT was created there, the, you know, the center point. They always thought that they needed a line of longitude for sailors. This was like in, in Ptolemy's time, in the second century AD, and they created it there. They decided, uh, well, let's use the very edge of the world as, as as line zero. Anyway, where was I going with this? Yes. Um, the Venezuelan one with the pancakes. Yeah, yeah. And she, she doesn't... Like, she'll, it'll all be locally like grilled goat meat and grilled sheep that's from the island. That, that, for me, that's special. As I was saying, you want your luxury hotel. Yeah, finally. There's actually two of them. Yeah. One is the Paradol El Hierro, which is in the Roque de la Bonanza. A phenomenal spectacle overlooking the sea, okay? It's exactly where these black sandy beaches, and you know, because it's volcanic, the sands aren't golden. They are black, but they're soft, soft sand nonetheless. Yeah, right. Pound... Um, the, the, each of these so the, 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 where the, the, the volcanic mountains goes down into the Atlantic and these sandy beaches and this parador is right on the coast surrounded by dragon trees the old the, the trees uh, the indigenous tree of the Canary Islands and these coconut palms and each of the rooms looks out onto the, onto the island the parador the one thing they do is the food is like five star okay but it'll always be based on the local cuisine which isn't going to interest you so their soup again this excites me is thistle soup because that's the local traditional food of the island, and there's a. Oh, I'm losing my. I'm losing everything. This else. is the Scottish uh, uh, <laughs> national emblem. The thistle. Yeah. It's kind of purpley thing that you see growing I on presume, the inside. There's an indigenous thistle. That's I'm going to ask area. Ingrid about this, but she's an expert on this kind of plant stuff. Okay. And I must ask her: Can you make soup out of thistles? Well, there is one place that you can go. There's one sort of tourist hub. Uh, which I wouldn't be going to, but I can see, I'm, I didn't want to reveal this, but I'm going to show it to you. It's called La Restinga, okay? And it's right on the shoreline. So the thing is, 
you're surrounded by the Atlantic Ocean. You know, we huge choppy waves. Some of the other Canary Islands are good for windsurfing and, and kite surfing and things. But so, you know, choppy waves aren't great for diving, okay? But the one thing, there's this little bay in, uh, just off the coast of La Restingic, which is Mar de las Calmas. Suddenly the water stays absolutely calm, yeah. okay? And so the the visibility is pristine, right to deep lengths. In fact, when you're standing on the on the shore, you can look out and you can see this this sil this silver film of, of water, and then the Atlantic beyond it. But there's no for some reason it, it remains calm right beside the uh, beside the, the Atlantic. That's amazing for diving. So they've had to build a tourist hub there because you know the way if you're diving, you need to stay at sea level for that night. So whereas all the towns are higher up to protect them against. Uh, to protect them against two things, against tsunamis that used to come regularly. There was one tsunami that hit um, 10,000 years ago that was 300 metres high. But then the other thing were pirates. So we often wonder why the Canary Islands, all their houses, all their villages are up in the mountains. It's because pirates were a regular thing and they need to protect themselves from. So the only place where you're down at the shore, except for those two, the one hotel I told you about, the Parador El Hierro, right on the coast, another great hotel, only three bedrooms in it again. It's called Hotel Ponte Grande. Three bedrooms. It's a former warehouse sticking out in the Atlantic, all around your glass glass windows in the Atlantic. The billowing gales bashing the bashing your 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 right. your rooms. But there's lovely spacious lounge looking out at the sea and looking up at the mountains behind you. It's it's wild. Okay, this is a sort of a wild sort of holiday. Right, okay. But if you're in La Restinga, the surfing the diving spot, you're going to get normal hotels. There's concrete block hotels there. It's that normal food you expect, and there's excellent diving with all very right. few other people. Okay, so. Tissel soup has me in wrap. You see? Yeah, they also specialise in this fish. The local fish that specials in these waters, uh, it's a, it's uh, it's called la vieja, which means the old, which doesn't isn't reassuring. But um, yeah, they've also created walking and cycling realms, as you can imagine. If they're all about the outdoors and all about keeping with that yeah, indigenous course, life, yeah. there's an amazing 22 mile walk from the from the from the southwest point, which is Orchilla Lighthouse, all the way to the northeast to Tamadusta, um, and. The mountain more people are going to the Canaries more and more for cycling now. You know this whole road cycling. You want extreme mountains, particularly if you're in preparation for the Tour de France. Like this sort of volcanic, sheer sweeping hills up and down is ideal for that sort of torturous mountain. That torturous mountain biking. Yeah, my son did uh, did uh, one of the the uh, stages of mm-hmm. the Tour of Italy, mm-hmm. and he brought back pictures of the mountains. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, the the one problem is you're tearing your way down through these mountains, and it is quite treacherous. The beauty about El Hierro there's no one else on the roads there's only a few of these electric cars um, but otherwise you know you're not going to get into dangers so the thing is it's you know it's a it's a realm that you're not going to meet your other other many other Irish tourists on you're going to get in contact with a people who actually now thanks the fact that they are um, they're saving 80 million euros a year on barrels of oil now so that means they are sustainable whether they're going to use that extra wealth that they now have to develop their life and to modernise and to bring in supermarkets would be a tragedy but at the moment but you don't want them to do that really I mean I might might be my kind of holiday but I would hate to see it go out of existence no I mean I don't think they want it that's why they took yeah. this big step yeah. well it's really interesting I'm going on my holidays to the Algarve you mm-hmm. know which I love but yeah. I went to the Algarve for the first time uh, 47 years ago. Now, the Algarve 47 years ago mm-hmm. was a bit like Clannacilty with the sun, you know. I mean, it was, it, it, there were no motor cars, mm-hmm. it was rural, there were no uh, uh, hotels, golf courses, uh, apartments. It was wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's still a great place to go on holiday, but it's a very different place. It's yeah, yeah. no longer 
the Algarve of old, you mm. know. Can I give you one? You know the way people go to um, those islands off Ecuador, um, the Galapagos, to see rare animals and things? Yeah. El Hierro's the same. Well, in fact, all the Canaries, they were cut off from the rest of the world. So it still has a giant lizard, which was thought to be absolutely extinct. It's the only place in the world it, it lives. It's called the Langat, uh, it's called the Langarto, the Langarto Gigante. And they they thought it had died out, okay, by either hunters and, and just people eating it and putting it into pots and feral cats. But again, a shepherd in 1974 comes across one. There's now a dozen of them in the in the Lagateria, lizards. which is a refugee. Yeah, two two foot long, giant lizards. Giant, it depends. Like yeah, every kid, no, it's that's as two foot long's big. That's it's like right. that small dinosaur, you know. Yeah. So your kid is going to be excited about that anyway if they're not going to like the thistle soup so much. All right. Now this um, place, yeah, uh, you, the the ferry. Mm. What do you know about the ferry? Did you take the ferry? I did, of course, I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, you know, there. I mean, there's that whole ferry. There's, there's ferries between all the Canary Islands and regular sailings as well. So the ferry to to well, the you ferry to first the ferry from Tenerife stops in in La Gomera and then goes on to Lledo. Um and uh, Armas Ferry Company is the main one, and the other one is that Norwegian one. Um, It'll come to me in name. Uh, your man's will come to me in his name. It's his surname. But uh, they f- they go every day to La Gomera, uh, to, to to El Hierro, except on Saturdays. But you're um, going to have to fly from Tenerife, isn't that what you said? Y- no, you're going to have to fly f- yeah, from Dublin to Tenerife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then either get a local plane uh, with Binter Binter Canarias for about sixty two um, pounds sterling. So yeah, about eighty. But it's euros. not going to be. I mean, once you get there, it's not going to be a very expensive. One presumes. Uh, no, well, the Canary Islands don't tend to be like that. So the domestic expensive hotel, as I said, the Aparador is going to be eighty euros a night. So that's maximum, and you can easily get somewhere for twenty two euros. The food, as you say, the little bit of cheese and tomato you're going to get is going to cost like eight euros. The local wine will cost you like fifty cents for a glass. Um, and there isn't much, you know, else to going on. There look at there's some, you know, museums and things. One thing is worth saying: sp- clearly, the Spanish only arrived in these islands relatively recently. You know, on the way when Columbus was going to America, they discovered this place. So before that, they arrived in 1402 first, and then came didn't do much again, resettled it then 1496. But before that, there were the indigenous people who the Spanish wiped out. They were the Bimbaches. And you still see, these were nature-worshipping people who saw gods in every rock, and every tree, in every sort of sacred element on the soil. And you still see their petroglyphs uh, in different, carved into the rocks. So it's like, when people are going to Australia and we're amazed to find that there's an indigenous people there who are, go back to the eons of time and had these rock carvings, you're finding the same in the Canaries. You know, uh, a half an hour, 40-minute um, flight from Tenerife. Surely it's worth going to. 60% of the place is now uh, in UN bioreserve just because they realise this is, it's one of the, you see what happened, you know when the Ice Age covered the whole of Europe and wiped out and restarted the geography and biology of uh, Europe again. The Ice Age didn't spread down to these canaries. So when you're seeing these old uh, juniper forests high up, or the, the lower pine forests, that's what was there before the last Ice Age. That, that's how that lizard survived, where lizards, you're not going to find giant lizards, you know, in, in mainland Europe. Yeah, I, I forgot to say that there's been a birth in the Moncon family. What, what What's happened? <laughs> yeah, well, thank God, one of my sows gave birth to six little piglets, but unfortunately, she's a big girl, the sow, like she's five years old, and she's, she gave birth to three of them, and I was delighted. She stood up 
to give birth to the other. She has uteruses on both sides of her body. Uh, uh, right, okay. She, I, we can do without that. Okay, but she, she crushed three of her piglets. No! Yeah. No! <laughs> yeah. And then a fox got another one. So, oh, so how many piglets have you got now? Uh, I have two uh, until if the fox don't get them again. But, but, but this is, is this not going to destroy the economy at a McGann farm, no? <laughs> yeah, fortunately, I don't. Yeah, fortunately, some, I'm just mining the pigs for someone else. It's destroying, it's, it's, uh, yeah, destroying someone else's uh, economy. If you do want to buy this pig meat, though, uh, you should probably get online. I'm sure she has a... The, the pigs are sold online on some website. Ethical pork. That's it. Ethical pork. Ethical pork, Donna, if you want to buy the, <laughs> the dead piglet with the, with the fox wound in its side. Uh, all right. Well, that was Montgomery again. We talked to him in the week before we came to Boston, Massachusetts. The people of Boston, Massachusetts will be horrified, of course, to learn of the pig falling on the three piglets. But Montgomery's life is very different from mine.